What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Corporate Podcast. I'm starting this right out of the gate because Bill's already spitting heat. He's he can't hold back his 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 the fire that's about to unleash here tonight. Metal Matt here. We got Big John Stud. We got J Lo with yeah. the uh, always always swagging the 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 the, the, the tie dye there. Like it, sir. And into the uh, summer months, Can Bill. We- Who's feeling it? Who's feeling it? Who's still clapping their hands? I think John might still be clapping his hands over there. Clap out of my ass with that. <laughs> now, can't play the song? No song? What's up? No song? Can't play the song, huh? You're allowed to. Don't, please don't allow me to, to hinder your joy. A that loser song, that song, in my opinion, is the best Philly sport, Philly's sports song we got going. Have you ever listened to it, like the whole song? Yeah, it's it's tremendous. Like when you get to like the you know four minutes in, it's tremendous. They just start jamming. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's just so good. Like a, it's an all-out funk song, man. It's the Great. best throwback thing they ever brought back. It, can, can absolutely. We, uh, Talk about how Trey Young's hair looks like a dude that would like drive a shitty van trying to lure kids into it with like candy. candy. Yep. He <laughs> he he's 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 holding on he's already going thin up top and he's doing whatever he can to style it like it's like a comb over. Is like, he not- like is it is it is it like like what A D did with the unibrow? Like he knows it's bad, but like it's kind of like his shtick. Like so like Trey knows that he's got like this weird molester hair thing going on. Like it's just part of his, his identity. Thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other part of his identity is being a soft bitch that has to like jump sideways into contact to to try to get to the line because without that part of his game, he's a D leaguer. Well, uh, I mean, he's crafty. I mean, yeah, I mean, he was able to put up twenty five points with one arm on us last night. So. He um, he's doing something right. I mean, I wish we could like predict that little floater of his a little bit more by like you know game four. We can at least try to like anticipate when he's going to do it because I don't know. All of us sitting on the t- on the, on the TV can can see it coming from a mile away. But hey, you know, Ben Simmons made All Defensive Player of the Year or All, all Team Defense. So what what do we know? What do we know? Listen, I I don't I don't I don't necessarily agree with the NBA on the on the decision or the ruling for that. Just because I feel like if you're if you're an idiot defender, then you you deserve to be punished. So true. I don't. I don't. Can we talk about the traveling going on right Dude, now it's, too? It's it's it's, it's so gotten bad. it's it's getting this whole this whole like growing trend of the step back jump shot right it's been in the game for i mean since before we were all born but like i feel like in recent years it's becoming increasingly more blatant the 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 length 
and distance and the amount of steps that is involved in these said step backs. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Is it just me? Am I getting too old? Am I too much of a, uh, a basketball purist? I don't, I don't know. I'm all for the evolution of certain, you know, um, moves and, 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 you know, as a, growing up being more of a shooter than anything else when I, when I would, you know, play in high school and stuff like that. Like, I love that the three point shot is like an integral part of the game nowadays. Um, but it's just that the whole, the whole, the whole traveling thing is just getting out of hand. I mean, last night, you know, it would, it fell more on the Sixers favor last night, but some of these, some of these guys, man, they're they're really pushing the limits on what what a, what a travel is and what isn't nowadays. And I think these refs need to grow a fucking spine, and you know, get, get grab control of like key situations within a game. You're either letting these guys play, or you're calling all all the fouls evenly across the board. It's just like. I don't know, man. I, these refs is just, they have no, there's, I, I feel like they're just still happy for the sake of being, you know, and now with all the, with all the um, challenges and all the reviews, I feel like it's like their airtime, their 15 minutes of fame to get on, on screen. It's just like, I don't, I don't understand why it takes, you know, two commercial breaks to review, and that and out of bounds call sometimes it's just it's just ridiculous. The NBA has turned into what the society is brought into is basically soft. Like and like yeah. stop complaining every time you go you you get or you think you're fouled. Like it doesn't or make any sense. Or the flagrant foul thing. Can we like talk about that for a second too? Like like what is considered a flagrant one versus a flagrant two versus a common foul. It's like, I feel like these guys feel like if they sell a foul with a flop that they know that they'll go and review it. And then they know that they have a slightly upper hand to get at least a flagrant one. When like, this is playoff basketball. Number one, no, number one, this is the NBA, right? Grown ass men playing basketball. Play like a grown ass man, number one, and handle yourself like a grown ass man, like a professional. And number two, this is the playoffs. Like the shit that goes on in the, which means the shit that would normally get, go on in the regular season is out the window. I mean, this is supposed to be basketball at a higher level, at the highest level, right? So, like, I feel like the officiating needs to 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 meet the level of play that's expected and we're just not seeing it consistently i i just i i it it confuses me because how about that joke that jokic foul was like they they threw him out of the game for basically like swiping down and because there's a wind up and he hit the guy in the face they threw the guy out like i'm sorry but you're not throwing a guy out of an NBA game in the playoffs unless he unless he someone throws, in the face. He throws a punch <laughs> yeah. or like literally like 
throws almost, a chair or yeah or like tries to cause a fight he's like really not getting thrown like i don't even say getting caught like try and cause a fight because because that that stuff gets out of control too but just the fact that he was like winding up and slamming and like hit the guy in the face like the argument is like he's not making a basketball play but he was and he he's was. like oof and he was frustrated Okay, and he fine. was frustrated. His team's losing. He thought he was fouled. Yeah. The, 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 the Does play he deserve before. a flagrant? Sure. Does he deserve to get thrown out? No. No. The Ben Simmons play, where where he got like hit in the face or whatever, that's a flagrant. Or was was it him getting hit in the face, or did he hit somebody? No, Ben. No, Ben got a flagrant because he pulled John. Collins. He didn't hit him in the face, John. He pulled John Collins' body down hard. That's right. It was on the fast. It was on the break. Right. Right. Which but was but even beat. that, like. It was just a hard foul. He didn't want to be hard, exactly. If he, hit him, if he fouls him softly, he didn't go up for the N one easily. So he has to. The guy's strong as shit, going up for a dunk. You got to hack the hell out of him. Like right. there was no I, I malice. It wasn't above the head. He went for the ball. Nuri couldn't get it, so he said, "Fuck it, I'm going to hack the shit out of him." That's a great play on a fast break on defense. I agree 100, percent and that's why just going back to that, just every everything just being soft, like yeah, I mean, we're creating it, it, a soft league. But at the end of the day, like, regardless of the intent, right, like, he made contact with the guy's face. But he, but here's the other thing that – and, yeah, he, he grazed it. And I'm not trying to say just because you didn't mean it, you shouldn't get penalized. But the if you look back, sold, watch Trey Young, Young literally tomahawk Joel last night on, on, yeah. when he got fish on him. And no thinking why because he's – yeah, oh, he's half the size. He literally wound up and tomahawked Joel. And um, he didn't hit him in the head. But he ripped him down by his shoulders, and it's oh no, just a good, good hard foul, Trey. Good hard foul. Oh why? Because he's smaller. So what's Joker's fault that that a guard caught the rebound and he wouldn't make a play on a guard? I, I mean, it, it 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 was such like I don't even care that he's MVP. It's like it's clearly a flagrant foul. No one's questioning that. But right. the flagrant one, check up ball. Still guy out of even, the game. Even, says, even a flagrant, even a flagrant two, I would take a flagrant two. No, but two, like two means you're out of the game. No, that's what he got. Two means you're out. Flagrant one just means two shots in the ball. Oh, uh, yeah, Two yeah, shots yeah. in the ball and you're, you're out. Right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're no, right. It's, yeah, no, flagrant, yeah, flagrant one I get because the whole wind-up thing, like, they'll get you on that. But, like, he clearly was going for the ball. He wasn't no, going he for was. the and, guy's and, face. and, again, it's like these referees, I feel like the NFL are slowly making the game about themselves because they're just yes. so consistent. And I get it. It's the playoffs. We want to see more ball. But just call the game the same way throughout so the players can adjust. Yes. Like, don't let them play hard in, you know, in the first quarter. And then in the third quarter, you're letting Trey Young jump in the guys, create contact, up foul. It's like, that wasn't a foul the whole first half. Now that we're up 13, it's a foul. Like, what changed in the, between the first half? It's like he's clearly creating contact, jumping into the player. And it's not a foul. But, yeah, well, and, and just – and and you know that you know that it's inconsistent when you clearly that you know a play or two after you know of uh, a ticky tack or controversial call they'll do the same thing for the other team to make up for it oh, and yeah, it's like no, it doesn't make it and, and that's and that just makes it worse it's it just does. like it does it, that just makes it worse in my opinion it's like if if you blow a call okay you blew the call don't do it again. Don't like, don't make up some stupid, don't do some ticky tack shit on the other side thinking that it, it wipes the slate clean. It just makes your, it just makes your image 
and your and your your authority even more weak and soft to John's point you know it's just it's it's like, it's, it's unreal these refs i think are afraid to say they're wrong and when they call C caucus like it's it's asinine like even like the Dwight Howard foul yesterday a shot clock look at the play the shot clock went off before Dwight Howard hit him with the elbow the play's dead the play how can the shot clock when the play is dead be over but yet because they're falling to the ground John Collins who literally is bending over in Dwight Howard's waist area it was an elbow and it's a common foul side out and what happened next play the Williams hit a three cut the lead from four to one and yep. like those are that's just shit the entire game and I'm not blaming the rest of this loss because the Sixers no. when you no. score 38 points in two quarters in an NBA game yeah you don't have to win no, I mean, the whole ref, the whole ref thing is, it, it's happening in every series. I mean, you can turn on a West Coast series, you can turn on the the Brooklyn Bucks uh, series, you can turn on the 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 Sixers uh, uh, Hawks series. It's happening across the board. It doesn't matter. It's just the inconsistency, the lack of authority, and the spineless, you know, um, the, the 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 spineless decision making of these refs is just. You know, it's it's, you know, I I I'd like to think that I'm a uh, I'm on always on the side of the players. I feel like the players should always be in control of of their own destiny to some point. But this, I think, this is a and I might be wrong here. You correct. You guys can you guys can speak your piece after I say this. But like this is a this is an example of when the players have too much control in other facets of the league when they have when it becomes more a very player dominant league shit like this will starts unfortunately starts to happen because they just the the you know the 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 front offices and the commissioners and the and the refs the people who who run the league and and, and make up and make up the rules and are supposed to enforce the rules are being out outnumbered and and threatened with things like strikes and stuff like that to where like you know, if if it sways too far in the players' favor, shit like this starts to happen, and the, and I feel like the refs are put in in you know, I mean, I'm not making excuses for them, but I feel like they're they're just putting these really precarious situations to where like, you know, if if they are too authoritative, you know, the the players could could there could be backlash from the players' association, and and you know, the NBA is as we know is a is is a heavily, you know, player, uh, uh, pro player league right right now. I mean, it wasn't always that way, but in re, you know, the, the, the modern NBA is, I mean, it's run by the players and I feel like, you know, this is a, this is, um, this is a direct effect of, of what can happen when the players have too much authority. Yeah. I mean, it's a combination of things. It's, 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 I, I think it's just that, we scrutinize everything because every possession matters so much, but it's, it's at the end of the day, doesn't, I mean, uh, hopefully for the Bucks and Hawks series in the conference finals, the refs are a little, little more consistent for those guys. I mean, but that, by that point, Trey will have a pretty good grasp of how they're calling games. So, I mean, I guess, but to your point, Bill, you know, the refs didn't blow the 18 point lead last night, you know, I didn't see them playing in the Sixers jerseys that I didn't see. I didn't see them wearing Tobias Harris Jersey driving to the rim three different times, being three feet from the rim and deciding to throw the ball to the corner three to Thibel, who's a sub 35% shooter. No, I, 
The refs didn't do that play three times in the fourth quarter last night. They yeah. weren't Ben Simmons, who literally had three points, one assist, and two rebounds, was it, in the second half when his teammate was clearly playing on one leg. Yep. And Ben needed help. $30 million this year. I don't think I need to do anything else because I'm a facilitator. I'm an all-star. I I, I'm an all-defensive. I'm an all-team defensive. Uh, number one defensive team player. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's it's getting harder and harder. And you know, I've 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 always been one of those one of those guys, one of those suckers that have has always wanted Ben Simmons to work out. But it's just it's becoming increasingly harder to make a case for Ben Simmons to be the the number two to Joel here. I mean, it's just you look at other teams that have won championships, and <clears throat> you know their number one and number two guys are just flat out all around scores they they are they're they're leaders and they just have that they have that that extra that extra gear when the going gets tough and Joel Embiid has definitely exhibited those traits um Ben Simmons flirts with it but Ben Simmons thinks that it's something is going to get you know those traits are going to get handed to him just like everything else has been handed to him throughout his his life and his career and now it's just uh, it's becoming abundantly clear that, like, you know, if if you if you think that Ben Simmons is the key to, you know, helping Joel Embiid win the championship here in Philly, then you're just you're you're just gonna get be happy with like, you know, um, um, a, a a semifinal playoff run, maybe a, maybe an Eastern Conference final run, and 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 get eliminated every year. I, I just don't see them. I just don't see them winning a championship with Ben Simmons being the number two guy to Joel Embiid. They have last to figure this was, shit out. This for anybody who doesn't want to accept it. Last night was the epitome of what a number two scorer does: is they take over when your number one just doesn't have it. Joel's zero for twelve, doesn't have it. Plays knee hurts, doesn't have it. Yep. Your number two guy takes over. Toby is too much of a pussy, soft bitch to actually take over the game. And Ben doesn't know how to. And I love Toby, but Toby, where'd you go in the fourth quarter? When you clearly had nobody, you make $38 million, Toby. You're our highest paid player. Where were you? We had the Hawks buried, and you were passing the ball up to Corky and Thibel. And it's been mismatch city for him this whole series. It's been, he's had one mismatch over the other. He's been able to back guys down at will. And it's just where. It, where was that? You know, we, we can't keep, we can't keep ask We can't ask shake Milton to do what he did in game three every night. Like, it's just not, it's just not going to happen for con cork Like they're just it's not those guys that you go to and expect that consistent level of scoring when, when your team needs it in pivotal, in pivotal situations. It's just, you know, it, that stuff will come and go. Um, you know, that's stuff that you, I mean, you don't, you don't expect that every night from your bench. I mean, when you're up by 18 points or, you know, you blow an 18 point lead, but you're still within like a three point swing, you're looking for those dudes that you're paying top dollar to, to step up, to find the other gear that, you know, find that Mamba mentality and close it out when you're clearly the more talented team. You're clearly the bigger, stronger team. Just 
close it out. Just toughen, toughen up. But to John's point, what happened? They got soft. They got they they curled up in their shell. Now look, Joel Embiid is going to have off nights, right? And that's the thing. It's like when Joel Embiid has off nights, who who's who's the guy that we can count on? Who's the number two guy? Who is the Robin to Batman? And it's not Ben Simmons. It's not. But it's not Toby. He's just afraid to get hurt. Like, I don't understand. No, why. he's afraid to fail. He's afraid to fail because he's an egomaniac, John. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want us to be Giannis because he sees how everybody laughs at Giannis for shooting threes because it's, 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 it's a waste of a possession. And Ben is so self-conscious about his stat line and how he looks on the court. He'll never let his, his ego will never let him go through the grind of figuring out how to get an NBA shot down. Like, and yep. it's just one of those things that I, I was, I was looking at his contract earlier by the end of 20 in 2020, 24, 25 season. I'll put it this way. He makes 30 million this year, 33 next year, 35 after that, 37, and then 40. So we're going to have a guy making $40 million who doesn't shoot the ball. I mean, there's no other way to put it. And he's supposed to be a key part of this team because he's a defender. Why don't we go get PJ Tucker for, for 8 million? And then him defend somebody like I, I, I don't understand this selling us on, you know, and, and, I, and I know they have to because we can't get stars in Philly. And that's the other thing that I guess we have to accept that this is a good season for the Sixers. We won 50 games. Hey, we made it to the second round. That's a good year. Maybe next year we make it to the like the team's just. And that's what I, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, but for people who are still on the Ben Simmons train, it's like. I guess you're okay with that. I guess you're okay with a second round playoff elimination or yeah, yeah, I mean, an Eastern Conference final elimination. You know, is is the problem is the problem also that our and I, I love Doc Rivers, you know, as a coach, but is is part of the problem that you know his response to the media when they asked the same questions about Ben? I mean, his comment was like, I don't know if it's the response. To the media, it's how John. How do you think he handles Ben behind closed doors? Is that's my bigger concern. Do you think he? That's fair. I just you wouldn't say something like that without a little bit of truth behind it. Like, do you think he cut? Like, not only say coddles, but do you think he reassures Ben? Just do you. Don't worry about. Like, how do you think he handles Ben one on one when he's coaching him? Well, I mean, as a coach, it's not like, hey, if you don't shoot the ball, I'm going to sit you down. That's obviously. I mean, how do you think he approaches them? Like, like do you think he? Do you think he's ever like, why don't you shoot? Like, why aren't you shooting? Like, you're open from 15. You're hurting our half court offense because they don't guard me. Literally, the man who guards him goes underneath the foul line. I mean, just watch it. When he crosses half court, his guy isn't even at the three point line trying to guard him. It's just you can't play offense when it's five on four. It just you just can't at at a championship. You can in round one. You can for a little bit in round two, but if you want to be a winner, like you have to have five on five. And with Ben Simmons, he refuses to play like Giannis, where he just puts his head down and goes to the basket. He does it once or twice a game, gets a foul charge, charge called, and then he stops. Okay, I'm done. I got a foul called for charging. Can't do that play again. It's like he is the softest 6'11 finisher I've ever seen at the rim with the people around him. 
Like on a fast break, yeah, he dunks it hard and ooh ah, way to scream, Ben. Nobody around, you're six eleven. But when you're somebody his size, or even smaller, I've never seen anybody six eleven take seven foot fadeaway one handed when a guy guarding him is almost a foot smaller. Like I don't understand it. How you don't play bully ball and just back that dude down and lay it up or dunk God forbid you dunk it. Like, I mean, and that's the one thing you can say about Toby is like when <laughs> he knows he has a mismatch, that dude backs them down and he goes and he goes hard, you yeah, know, yeah, great for three quarters until it matters in the fourth right. and, he goes the shell. and then he goes into a shell like, yeah, um, and they all get around. Look at Joel. Joel's got one leg. He's hobbled. Clearly, he's over for 12 in the second half. He clearly just has one of those nights. He can't. Joel couldn't hit the bar, side of a barn last night. It's just one of those nights. It sucks. But the fact so, that Matt so, is but to think that all of a sudden, so then, sorry. go ahead, John. Go ahead. No, but just just because Joel has a bad night, and to expect Ben Simmons all of a sudden, you know, pull the trigger on jump shots, you know, if any, if if I'm going to be mad at anybody, I'm going to be mad at Tobias Harris and the rest of the team. Like, I'm not mad at Ben for not taking jump shots. I'm, I'm I'm mad at Ben for not just going like playing downhill like he did in the qu- third quarter. In game three, when he scored eleven points on yeah. six shots, he, yeah, he just it doesn't have to be jump him at half time. He put his head down and said, "No one's going to stop me," and nobody can. Yeah. But he doesn't have that fire. He has to be challenged or called out. And so now these tweets—they love me. They love me not. Get the fuck out of here! I don't love you for shit because you play soft. You care more about your video game than you do winning. That's how I see it. And the fact of the matter is, is I can't name a specific name, so I hate saying like, "Oh, league sources." I've seen it over and over again. He doesn't put the work in the gym. He's not a gym rat to get his game better. It's clear, dude. He's per, he's regressed. I'm not, I'm, not def- I'm not defending the guy. I'm, I'm just, you know. No, I'm just saying in general, like. It's not like, it's not like this should no, be as I, far as anybody. I think to, your, I think to, me, honestly, to that John, point, John, is it doesn't have to be jump shots. Like, just go to the rack, dude. You're 6'11". That's fair, but, but to Bill's point, when you come up the floor and your defender's in the paint and there's already a guy in the paint defending Joel, I mean, yeah, you could put your head down and drive and, you know, somebody no, would probably start afraid to get fouled. It would be nice fouled because he's afraid to go to the line because he's afraid to miss. He's afraid to fail. It would be nice just to, you know, three or four times pull up jumper, you know, even if you have 50%. I don't need a three, John. Just go to the foul line. Like, get to the foul line and just elevate. I'm just saying like a foul line jumper. Like, I'm not I mean, saying it's three. 12, 15 footer. Did give, me, give, me that, give, me that, give me that ugly hook shot that he makes 50% of the time. I, so, I would be fine with that. Nobody gets me fired up like Ben Simmons. I had this fucking dude's back for three and a half years. And I've just watched this guy not give a shit and just cash checks and buy Ferraris for – People, you know, his crew, and that's great. I'm not trying to be a hater. Like you, you, you honed your craft. I wish I was six eleven because I guarantee I'd be an NBA All Star too. I promise you that. But the the fact of the matter is, is he's been sold to this town as our second best star, being a number one pick. And honestly, and I mean, and I don't mean this like to be like, I'd rather build the team around Maxi and Joel. I was just going to, you know, it's funny you said that because I was thinking last night when Joel was struggling and no one else was stepping up. I was like, you know what? I know he's young. I know he's a rookie. Why don't you just 
throw Tyrese they in there. They did. What did he do? Every he time he's in there, he's, put he put up and he and he creates and he just creates. He creates for others because he had he, the He's the only guy other than Tobias who can create his own shot. Literally, and I also thought, and I was all, and I also thought, hey man, we've got a pretty good three point shooter in, and and shooter in general in Seth Curry. I don't understand why. I don't understand why Doc didn't try to draw some plays for him to try to get him to try to get him, you know, more in a groove I'm um, to try to right help now. close it out. You know, I'm going to say it right now, dude. You're right, Matt, because he was our most consistent shooter. Once again, I'm questioning Doc Rivers as to maybe this is why he got fired from the Clippers, the four team to fire him because he all the players did the same thing. He's not an X and O guy. He's a Brett Brown, but a different kind of tone. And maybe once again, we got our shit coach in here. Because that, with how good our team is, talent-wise and size, there's no way we should have lost that game last night. We should have had a coach who knew whether it's – whoever the hot hand was would have figured it out and would have stopped this, and Doc just let them go. They'll figure it out. They play iso ball. Then you know what, Doc? Call plays. Don't let Ben play free like you tell him. Oh, I let Ben play. Stop letting him play free. Call a half court set every play down the court. Be a coach, and it's or just and then, or, or just listen to your coaching staff that probably was telling you like, yo, Joe's like o for twelve. His his legs are dead. Like it was abundantly clear he had no lift in his legs. And you were right; he couldn't hit the side of a barn. It's like try to get. I mean, we've got what? I mean, there's Seth Curry. Like he was. He was having a pretty decent game. Tobias Harris was having a pretty decent game. It's like, yeah. So, like, I don't understand why they couldn't. We all give Doc a pass because we love him. But the fact of the matter is, is we lost a game that we should have won. Like, game one, we came out cocky. Like, it's just fact to fact. We played like hot dogs in the first half, trying to make amazing sports center passes every play. We had 19 turnovers, and we lost. I, I'm okay with that. We had a bad game. Done. Yep. Game four, when you're up 13 in the third quarter and you lose, is on the coach and your best players. And I give Joel a pass because he's allowed to have an off game. He just put up 39, 40, and 27. Like, Joel can have a game where he puts up 18. I'm not going to shit on him. Right. What I'm going to shit on is Toby and Ben and basically, you know, the entire team for not being a team and rallying around Joel because – I guess the I guess what's evident last night, and I don't think it's a secret to any Sixers fan, it's the team is 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 dog shit. It's just Joel Embiid's that good. Jo- Joel Embiid is just that good because clearly when Joel doesn't play good, we can't beat a mediocre heart. I mean, the Hawks were like thirteen for like forty five from three, dude. Like they couldn't hit a barn the side of a barn either. You know. Yeah. Like, well, you were also up by what? Almost twenty points. We were up eighteen. Like that's a game. That's a game you put away. It is Jesse. It and is that's championship teams. Yeah, maybe it gets close. Guys, guys, know how to run. I don't care. I don't care if we would have won by a point. That's a game championship teams squash. And this proved once again that yeah, are we going to win this series? I I think we're going to win it in seven. I I wouldn't be shocked if this goes seven, but I think we're I think we are going to win the series. But it just shows that we're not ready to beat the Bucks or Nets, in my opinion. Like we're going to get our hearts up down next round. Like it just yeah, and even if and even if 
even if by the grace of God, we make it to the final somehow, we're definitely not ready for the Clippers. We're definitely, we're not even ready. We're not even ready for the Suns. You know, I think the jazz, we match up well, the jazz made it. We could give them a series, the Suns, the Suns and the Clippers would beat us in five, maybe six, but probably five. Like it would be a, a devastating finals. Cause it would be like, God, Sixers lose game one, 127 to 111. Sixers lose game two, 118 to 106. So here we go. <laughs> like, yeah. But I mean, I don't know. It's just, I guess it's just, I thought this team was better that it didn't have to have Joel play like an MVP every night to win. You know, I get it's playoffs, talk to play for their season. The Hawks didn't put up 130 dudes. Like, it, was, it, it isn't like, oh, well, they put up 130 and they were lights out. They scored 103 points. I mean, that is literally like the league average. And we're the one seed in the conference and up 18 and we don't close this game out. Like, nah, we're soft and we don't have the players to close out. So it's like, once again, we all got sold on championship and I just don't see it, man. I don't see it. Yeah. We're, you know. So, so with all that said, I'll go into my next, my, my, my next question is, are we in true Philly fashion? Are we overreacting to, just a combination of a of just a bad game because I do feel like we're going to win this series. I feel like we're going to be fine. Ultimately, the Hawks they they can't match know. up against it's us. Just, is it just it was yeah, is it just they, a bad game? They without Joel. Is it a bad game? I mean, or is it? I feel like it's it's the way that it it's the way that it went down. And and it, it 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 raised so many red flags within this team and how it's constructed and how it's like maybe even being ma- still being managed, um, both on the court and off the court. Um, I don't know. I mean, are we just reading too much into it? Is it because we care so much about this team? We've been waiting so long for an NBA championship again that we just are just overanalyzing every nook and cranny of anything that bad that happens. I mean, look, I mean, the Knicks or the, or the Hawks gave it to the Knicks. I mean, they've proven that they have, they have dog in them. So, and, you know, I feel like, you know, they came in the five seed, but I feel like, you know, that's just, that's just, that's just what, that just got them there. That's just their ticket. Once you get to the once you get to the postseason, it's it's all you know. It's it's zero zero. You know what I mean? So like, I don't know, man. I are the Hawks for real, or or is it you know? I don't. Know. I I guess what I'm trying to say is is like, are we are we in true Sixers fashion, just still playing down to our 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 opponents? at times and allowing this to happen when we should just, we should learn to just keep our foot on the gas and just, just squash them. You know, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to say. Are we like, I feel like sometimes as Philly fans, we overanalyze, like if we lose, it's like the, the sky's crashing. And then the next time, you know, but then the next game we win and, and, and everything all is right in the world again. You know, I mean, but I don't know. I don't think it's, I think, I think in true to answer your question, Matt, 
true Philly fashion, of course, is to overreact. And the series isn't 3-1 Atlanta. It's, you know, it is what it is. I mean, do we expect to be in the finals? I mean, I think there are a lot of people that would argue that this team is is a failure if it doesn't get to the finals. But we're not out yet, so right. I, I think that based on a poor performance, I think everyone has points, good points. Based on the fact that when Joel Embiid is hurt or out, there's no one else to step up. That's problem number one. Problem number two is why do you lose a 20-point lead? You know, and, and problem number three is like, you know, if you're that this good of a team to have a number one seed, it just sort of shows you that that shit doesn't mean anything. It really, yeah, really and, doesn't mean shit. Especially and that's kind of the point I was trying to make is like the, the Hawks came in as a number five and we're number we're the one seed, but that's just that's just our ticket to get punched into the playoffs. So once you get in the playoffs, it's you know it's 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 zero zero. You know what I mean? Um, you don't you don't want a prize for for having the most wins. You know, they don't give yeah. you the trophy based on the most wins. They don't give you the trophy for being yeah, for, for being the, the number one seed. It just I mean, I it just punches your it just punches punches your ticket a little bit quicker, you know. I guess some people would like to have the, the home field advantage, but at the same token, like we're talking NBA basketball here. Okay, the first two the first two, you know, go to the home the, the best better record, the second one go to the second record, but then after that when when the rubber hits the road, it's you know, one, 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 one. So does it really yeah. matter much? And that home court advantage, we already blew that with game one, getting punched in the mouth. Right. So I don't I mean, know. I mean, I think this, this, this is a, a mood point once we beat the Hawks, but watching what Milwaukee is doing, watching what Brooklyn has done. Now I know Brooklyn's beat up. You guys are right. I mean, I, I would, I would be very surprised if they were able to get past either either of those teams. Right now, I'm, I'm more afraid of Milwaukee even before the the Kyrie injury, um, just the way they've been playing. Um, but I mean, I guess we'll see if if, if the uh, if the Nets come back, which we'll see, um, and they, and they're hurt, they're banged up. That would probably be the better matchup at this point, I think. Because I agree, I think Milwaukee will wipe the floor with us. Brooklyn's toast. They're down what 15, 16 right now. They're done. They're they're going home in six. So get ready for the deer now. I guess and I'll let Jesse get his two cents on this too. I'll go to the topic maybe if you guys want. But I think my true source of anger, I sensed it driving home tonight with the Sixers and wearing my emotions on my sleeve and cursing this team. I'll never watch them again until tomorrow night. Uh, is <laughs> I think it all stems from fear that I know Joel Embiid healthy. We destroy the Hawks and get to the finals. My fear is, is he really going down in health. It's deteriorating. And that's what my fear is, is he's given it his all, but he's winded because he can't work out between games. So he's not, he's not in good shape physically because he's resting between games. So it's hard to be an NBA player and not work out between mm-hmm. games. So I feel like it's a combination. He's not in great shape again and he's hurt and our everything less rests on his shoulders. And I feel like they're just 
he's getting chipped away at, you know, just from here's a question. And here's a has he ever been in great shape? Ever in his career so far. He only got hurt the sec the second or third time when he missed like 10, 12 games. This year was the first year you saw him playing dominant in the fourth quarter, like he did in the first quarter in, earlier in his career. So I would say this was the first year, and then this fucking meniscus thing, and I don't get why he has to fall to the ground. Like I don't get you it don't either. Don't have to fall to get a foul call, Joel. You're either going to get, get it, it or either. not. Like stop fucking falling. You're seven foot, three hundred pounds, dude. You're not meant to fall. Like, and, and that's where all this stems is. I love Joel, everything about him. He's the heart and soul of this team. He would become the heart and soul of this city with the championship. He deserves it. He puts the work in. We're so close, and it's like I feel like he's breaking down again. It's like here we go again. Like it's right up there. Look at how many. We're gonna be. We're gonna be the the. We're gonna be the Oklahoma City Thunder, like part two. It's like, remember the Thunder? It was like they were always so close. They were always like, yeah. It's like, no, it's it's their year. This is their year, and something always just tripped them up and got them, and just and then they would blow it. You know what I mean? And then ultimately they had to blow it up because they couldn't afford to keep everybody. But I just feel like, and I think I said it once before, it's like if they don't get their act together, they're going to – this is going to end just like how, how it ended for, for the Thunder and for so many other teams that like, have, you know, for a handful of years were always, you know, in the running and made, it, made a, a strong run for, you know, a finals, a finals run and, and just couldn't, couldn't get over that hump. No matter what it was, whether it was injuries, you know, not the right coach, um, you know, just running into a, a hotter team at that time, you know, it's just like I can, I, you know, the, the the even going back a few a handful of years, the Clippers were like that. Remember, the Clippers were like had all the hype, um, and you no, know, it was, uh, CP3, CP3, That's that like that team, that was like the team of the, of, of the destiny for LA. That was Lob City, dude. That was Lob City. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and they just couldn't get it. They couldn't get it together for whatever reason. Small jokes, and I yeah. love him. He's, he's he's everything that like we would be in the NBA, Matt and John. If he decided to play guard, like he likes to do on occasion, on that wing. But he's a six-two uh, guy who can't total dunk. floor general. Total floor general. He's Chris Paul's six-two. He can't dunk. Has a good shot, not a great shot. He's widely plays hard. Like he's us if we were in the NBA. Like, that's what Chris Paul is. Like, just, like... I love that the other night when Shaq and... And when, when he had that breakaway layup, Shaq and Charles were, like, busting his balls. They were like, that's because he can't dunk no more. That's because he can't you know dunk what? no more. Hey, Shaq, you can, you can stick it with a Sun Doesn't Shine Diesel and you, Sir Charles, with your bullshit analysis. Yeah, but, I get but, it. You don't have to stick... Like, you don't why have to be... Why, why are you beefing on the TNT squad? Because they're, because they're shitting on the Sixers every chance for the Hawks, and it's bullshit. Like, I get it. The Sixers are flawed. But for Shaq and Charles to sit there and say the Hawks are a better team, it's just fucking stupid. It's like, shut the fuck up. Shaq, you're a hater on all big men. You have been since you retired. You're a fat fucking oaf. 
nobody could get in front of. And you didn't win jack shit till Kobe came to town. So, so shut your fat fucking mouth. Charles, I love you. I don't understand why you're on this Hawk bandwagon saying they're a better team. Kevin Herter? Are you kidding me? Kevin Herter is just amazing that guy. guy is such, like, he's such a turd. Like, Kevin you're kidding Turter. me? The ginger dude is like, like, all of a sudden, like, that's what I'm so mad about. Like, called objectively. Sixers are clearly a better team. Like you said, Hawks got dog in them. They got young ties that want to win. That's hard to beat. But to sit there and say that they're the better team, like, that's just They're not amazing. the better. They shouldn't. They're, they're, they're the saying it, dude. They're saying it constantly. That's why I can't say it. You know why? Like, you know why? Because they know that they know that it fires up Ben Simmons. They're just trying to get Ben Simmons to play better because uh, they know Ben Simmons pays attention to the media. Oh, Ben Simmons doesn't answer his fucking phone. And Ben Simmons, you, you, go, go play in Portland, Ben. Give me, give me C.J. McCollum. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> give, me, give me Malcolm Brogdon. I'll take, I'll take fucking not, I'll, I'll take Jeremy Grant from the Pistons over Ben Simmons. Give me, give me will you still take, you still take Rondo? Will you still take Rondo, Bill? Done. I'll take Rondo. At least, at least Rondo tries to shoot. I don't care if he fucking make it. Like, shoot the ball. We have a seven-foot guy who's a rebound machine there to clean up a miss. Shoot the ball. Like, I, I just can't. He gets me fucking nuts. <laughs> No defending Ben Simmons from Bill anymore. I'm so fucking done. Uh-huh. Fucking. I guess the question is, do we still trust the process? I trust Joel. Man. I trust Joel. You trust Joel? I trust Joel. I think, that's, I think that's why I want the Ben Simmons Good thing question, to work John. so much. Is I mean, because you want to see the process pan out, right? You know? The yeah. NBA, the NBA dogged us. The NBA fired had Sam Hinky pretty much fired because they saw what was going on and it's like you want these guys to succeed you want Ben Simmons to work out here so that way we can turn around and be like fuck you fuck everyone who hated us and fuck everyone who thought that this shit wasn't going to work we made it work because we we turned around and did it ultimately started doing it the right way it's like <sighs> but Ben's just Ben's just going to go home and log on to his PlayStation 4, whatever the fuck he plays, and he doesn't care. The best thing for this team moving forward is going to be figuring out, if this doesn't work out, figuring out how to get rid of Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris. Well, that's just it, man. Like, what are we going to do? I mean, we've – In true Sixers Sixers fashion, we're going to be paying Ben Simmons until he's like fucking, you know – Here's a question, and I'm putting it out there because the contracts are similar. And I and I, I thought about it earlier because I was reading he's not happy there. Would you trade Ben for Christoph Porzingis? Yes. Thank you. I would do it in a heartbeat because then you could start Maxi and Ben spot, get rid of Toby, Joel, Porzingis, Maxi, Seth Curry, and then Thibault at the three. Oh, I like that lineup. Well, I would just give him a green light. Every time, dude, he's a shooter and a slasher. We would need, yeah, but yeah, but he's only he's only good for like thirty games a season. That's fine. Save him from the playoffs, Chris. Up, I'll take him over Ben any day. Ben is literally worthless to me. He doesn't shoot. He's going to be worthless to a lot of people. (laughs) I, I, you know, I like that now. I like Porzingis for him. I'm gonna. We need to get that in the universe. Jeez, 
I think I, I think I said that like ten episodes ago, but and you guys thought <laughs> it. I did, Don, because I'm like that's a terrible idea, Don. Shut up! I hate that. Yeah. Bill, all the guys, all the guys that you you hate, and, <laughs> and, and recently in the last like ten minutes have brought up CP3, Ronda, yeah. Porzingis. <laughs> Every I mean, Jose Morris brother or Lopez brother, and you got the whole starting. I'll oh, take Marquise. He's a free agent from the Lakers. Give me Marquise. Listen, Ben has melted my brain. Like, it's literally oozing through my ears with this bullshit. Like, having every physical tool you could possibly imagine for a basketball. Like, if you designed the perfect NBA player, it would be Ben Simmons. 6'11", athletic, has a handle, plays hard on defense. What he doesn't do? Oh, he doesn't shoot. What? And, and Jesse's, Jesse's been saying this for, uh, I mean, I can remember down in the basement, Jesse's oh, yeah. like, he's not going to shoot. He's not, we're not going to shoot. What does this guy do? He doesn't shoot. And it's like, he's like Nostra Jesse, Nostradamus Jesse. I'm right about some things, John. Wrong about <laughs> other things. Listen, Jesse, I was right. Listen, I'm, I'm, I, I, you know, I can admit that I was wrong about Ben. And Jesse admitted he was wrong about number 11. But, you know, we, we all, you know, he had his back. And Jesse manned up and has since. And just ruined everything. It go. takes a man. It takes a, a a true man to admit his shortcomings and his and his mistakes. And you know? Here's Absolutely. one more question about you. If if we were going in the wayback machine, and, and still knowing that you had Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid, and Brooklyn's cut this shit to nine, Bill. It was just and JJ Redick. And JJ Redick. Redick. Would you have you had done all in your power to keep Jimmy Butler? Yes, hundred percent. And told Tobias Harris to pound sand. No, it was Benny had a problem with. Well, no, Ben had a problem with him because in the fourth quarter, Jimmy Butler likes to be the point guard, and Ben started crying to Ben, "I'm the point guard, Brett. I bring the ball up the court and do nothing with it in the half court set." <laughs> well, and then you also traded uh, Michael Bridges too. Oh yeah, no, that was to get Kawhi Leonard because Greg Popovich. Really wanted um, uh, Zaire Smith in a package with Ben Simmons or Joel for Kawhi. So Brett Brown, our GM, decided to trade away a, a, a three and D guy in Mikel with the hopes of getting Kawhi. Yeah, who's so, turned out to be quite the piece in Phoenix. People forget, dude. First of all, that kid would have been a senior this year, Texas Tech. Zaire, he's that young. And people like, if you want to watch the highlights, this kid dunks and his fucking like chin hits the rim. That kid. And he's like 6'3". This kid, you want to see a kid jump? Watch Zaire's college highlights. And then this yeah. poor bastard gets... It's a shame what back. happened to Zaire, man. It's, it's a shame. I, I think it screws over. Yeah, he's out of the league. Yeah, he's, he's out of the league. Never played because yeah. he got a staph infection and some yep. shit in his knee or whatever. Yep. And it's it's crazy. It's, with, it's, 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 it's a shame. It's like Brandon Roy. Could have been a Hall of Fame two-guard. I mean, people forget about him. Portland... You want to talk about the, about about bad mojo? Bad luck, man. Yeah. Bill Walton, the best player in America, comes to Portland, wins a championship. What happens? Riddled with injury after his first chip. Fast yep. forward, Brandon his Roy. Knee, his, knee, his knee, his knee was like made of glass. <laughs> Brandon Roy, best two guard probably in the league, right before Kobe became Kobe, unstoppable out of Washington. No, he literally has knees of an eighty-year-old man. He had no cartilage in his knee. Then, then Sam you, Bowie. then you, you go for Sam it. Bowie. Go for Greg Olden. How about Greg? Greg Oden could be yeah. the next dominant center. 
Doesn't even play 30 games. He gone. Like, it just keeps – I mean, Sam, Bo- Sam Bowie. Sam, Sam Bowie. Bowie. I forgot about Sam Bowie, dude. Pass on Jordan. They had Drexler. Can't blame him for that. Not only do they pass on Jordan, <laughs> they get Sam Bowie, who's the best player in college, not even close, and he turns into a fucking pile of heap shit. Now, yeah. think of this, though. Think if they did draft Jordan they and they game. were like, we'll figure, we'll figure it out between Jordan and Drexler, which they probably would have. Instead of Jordan Pippen, it would have been Jordan Drexler, uh, and they probably would have just, like, dominated. Portland would have been the place to be. Yeah. God, fucking Sixers. It's a love-hate thing, isn't oh, it? It's a hate-hate right now. No, the hate hate is with Ben. Makes me so sick. Like, and like he's gonna come out and have like a hard dunk in the first quarter and be like, "Oh, look at me! I dunked the ball." He's gonna come out tomorrow and put up like twenty eight, ten, and he's gonna have a triple double. No, he'll put up like sixteen, eleven, and ten, and he'll be like, and we'll win by like eight or nine, and be like, "They love me, not they love me." Yeah, I know Ben, great. Great. What were you? One for me from the foul line again? Yeah. Go pound some sand. You know what? You know what we don't hear ever is, oh, Ben Simmons stayed late to shoot 100 shots in the gym. Like, I know that. <laughs> Why doesn't that. that happen? I mean, because I don't get it. I've been telling, I heard it again today. They are talking about it on NBA radio that it's known throughout the league that he doesn't put the work in because he believes, like he says, I'm an all star already. This is my game. Like, this is who I am. Accept it. Like, he doesn't – he's not going to change. Like, there's no way he's a sixer next year. Like, I'm actually getting excited thinking about that. And I don't even care if we, who we get for him. Give me Malcolm Brogdon. I'll take Malcolm Brogdon for this kid. Yeah, I think it – Um, that's that's the interesting thing, man. Jesse. Um, Jesse Domus up there. If you can look and peer into your crystal ball and just have, like, tell us, tell us if Ben Simmons is, 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 is a, a sixer or not. And if he isn't a sixer, who do we get? I'll get back to you on that one. I'm going to have to do right. some, uh, give him a little time. Give him a little digging. bit of time. Some but, fresh eyes. He's not, he's not wanting to drive off the, the Betsy Ross bridge right now. But Ben Ben's contract is going to make it awful tough to move him. That's why I agree because Przingis has a big one like that too. Man, I'm loving Przingis. Let's make this happen, Maury. You got to just find a shitty team, Oklahoma City, looking, you know, and just dump them there. Once again, once again, a second number one draft pick. We're going to get nothing for. We we traded the wrong guard. Markel's going to be a player too. It, it would further prove that building your building your team by tanking does not work. It yeah. would further prove that. It, 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 it proves that if, if, if you don't draft the right players, you're right. We tanked in years. We yeah. tanked in years where there wasn't really a consensus number one. I mean, Ben was with flaws, but we we didn't we didn't tank in years well, with Zion. Sun, well, the Suns, yeah, but the Sun the Suns are could prove that wrong. Well, tanking. Yeah, the Suns basically tanked. Yeah, but Booker Booker was a Booker wasn't a number one pick. He was left. It was I mean he was late in he the first eight round. or nine. He was top ten, but he was eight or nine. Yeah, yeah. The Sixers could have drafted him. I no, mean, we took Julio Loco for over him. That's what I mean. They could have drafted him. Yeah. Oh, I know. There are. I mean, you could go down the list of teams in the last ten years, other than teams LeBron James has been on, but 
you know, superstars, you know, Ka- Kawhi Leonard the last five years, you know, if you don't have them, you, you know. No, I mean, the league hasn't changed. 10 or 12. So, Curry, Clay Thompson, that team, like, that, that was a – there's a perfect example of, like, drafting guys, getting a better coach, cultivating, winning. So, what team did you say? Um, Spurs? You say What's that? Spurs? You say the Spurs? Uh, Spurs were one, yeah. Oh, okay, I was going to say, because the Spurs tanked, and nobody talks about that. They tanked for Tim Duncan, but that doesn't get any talk about it because it's the great Spurs. Robinson got hurt the year be- the, the, very early in the season, and they tanked for them one pick. But that's, hey, hey, hey that's Popovich. Hey, he's royalty. Yep. Oh, uh, you can't say nothing about that. Nope. Nope. We were just again, I mean, come on. Tony Parker, Ginobili, like all those you know, guys. a better franchise. Yeah. They tanked Duncan like – they sat Sean Elliott. They they traded away Steve Carter in the season. Like they blew their team up when David Robinson got hurt. I mean, you could go back and read about it. They tanked, knowing their season was over for a top draft. Tanking for, tanking for one guy is different than tanking for consecutive years to try to build your for for an entire starting lineup. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we were just that bad, though. I mean, we were. I, I mean, I agree. It wasn't. It's not apples to apples, but we were more blatant. We were, about we were only that bad because we decided not to go out and get a a C level B well, we, B level player. Iguodala. We traded Iggy right. away. We traded right. our our like good players because they were good, not great. You know. Well, and that's but again, doing. you could go out and get a whoever comes to mind. Give him a boat of money. Because you remember like our big signing years ago was Elton Brand. Like, we oh, yeah. we paid, and he didn't do I mean he was good, but he's like a sixteen and ten game guy. But we paid he him was, like he was he was he was way over the hill and he already had that big injury and he and knew he I mean knew. it goes back to like why we had a tank and why I get it. It's because who wants to come here, dude? I mean the Knicks are right here. Boston's a cool place to play. Miami, Chicago, L.A., like, there's way, like, we don't attract, like, we're not a, a destination for the, I mean, it just it just sucks, but we're not, like, and that's why it's like, you know, we had to, we had to trade away the farm to get Toby and get Jimmy, because on our own, they won't come here, <laughs> you know, which sucks. Yep. Uh, those Sixers. Six-point game now. Oh my God! If we're going to win this game, it's going to be Kevin Durant. This Kevin Durant. End of the third six-point game. Oh boy, KD. What's KD doing today? KD is. Uh, ooh, KD's got a game. Twenty-nine, fifteen, and eight through three quarters. Holy shit! Yeah. He, he read the clippings all day about how this is his time to shine or not. Oh boy, he wins this game. Fuck you, Giannis. Said yeah, uh, hard. Harden's cooked, dude. He's only got three points in 33 minutes. I, I, they said today, because up north, that he hasn't done any, like, running. He's out there. He's a decoy. He They got him out there as a decoy, probably. Well, they have no point guard, so maybe he can at least dribble and pass for him, maybe, at least. Because he's a great – I mean, people forget about him. He's probably the best point guard in the NBA. I mean, it's, he's a great passer. But he just such a great shooter, too. But, again, he was number three pick in the draft. He wasn't number one or two for the Thunder. Think, do you think about that? The Thunder had Russ, him, Russ Brooks, and KD. And yeah. third Zabaka for Steve Adams. Yep. And they couldn't win a championship. With that fucking they, were super, they were just super they young. Were really young. They were just super young. Russ is like the worst point guard in the NBA, but hey, you get triple doubles. He's so amazing. He's all a famer. Hey, he's, he's a Hall of Famer. 
Hey, man, that's great. You know, you don't win shit, but hey, you get. You know, it's crazy. You just said, Bill. Um, when you were like, we we tra- when we traded away Iguodala, we traded away good players, not great players. Iguodala is bona fide Hall of Famer now. <laughs> like he's like, like I I don't know. Punch. I don't know that he is. I oh, mean, he I won a Finals MVP, is. but I, I mean, he's he's one of those guys. I mean, the NBA might be a little easier to get in than the NFL, maybe Hall of Fame. The NFL is a little harder, I think. I don't know, but is Igwe? I mean, that could be a poll question if we want to do it. Is, is Iguodala? Is this worth a poll question? I think it's a strong. People can make a strong argument for Iguodala. I wouldn't argue either all. way. I wouldn't say you're wrong if you say he is, and I wouldn't say you're wrong if you say he's not. I could be swayed either way. I think just because of the 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 teams that he that he won those championships with, just I think adds validity to it um and and his role that he played and the fact that he got that finals mvp the one year i think i don't know i think uh i think i think you can make a strong case for iggy you know i wouldn't hall of fame has he ever been an all-star iggy maybe what maybe maybe a couple two three times at best and that's what i'm saying i don't know like He's a great player, like a great role player, but he didn't start for those Warriors. He was off the bench. Now, maybe the one year he did. I know their first championship he didn't because Harrison Barnes started. Then he signed with the Mavs, and Iggy took it. So I think, no, he started the second and third one with KD. He did. So, but, yeah, no, I mean, I would lean to know he's not a Hall of Famer, but I, I like I said, I could be persuaded into saying, okay. Yeah, who is a Hall of Famer? Draymond Green. No, 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 John. Oh, we know that. We know somebody, that. you're welcome to check on in Brigantine because somebody in four A just hit their head. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, no, Draymond is he's going to be Hall of Famer. I don't. I think he's overrated, but I mean, he will be because he's one of the only guys in this era who plays defense. So he'll he'll ride that in. But I mean, I would think it'd even be him. At least Draymond will shoot the wide open three when they're like daring him to, and he makes like one out of three or four. And that's all you got to do. I just hey. the bet hit one out of five a game. At least Listen, th- there's plenty of guys on that Warriors team. I'll take. I'll take Wiggins at this point. Oh, I would. God, no. sit on me. I'll Come take on, Wiggins man. for Ben all day. Dude. Give me, give me, no, uh, give no. me Ke- uh, Kelly Oubre. Done for Ben. Done. I want yeah, guys that can uh, score. Matt. Now we're talking. I want guys that can score. Wiggins can score. You know. I mean. He gets shit on because he's like Ben. He's a Canadian and has that like not killer mentality. Look at this game, dude. He puts up twenty a game like every night. Like he's not a bum. He's just not a number. He's not a. He's not a top ten player. He's not a. He's he's not a number two guy. I know that. Well, I mean, at this point, we might have to take. I I think. I think that's what we got. At this point, we got to take what we can get. That's where we're at with it, dude. That's where we're at. Like, we're not going to get equal value in our eyes because we have a higher value than the rest of the league does. Like, how do you, what do you, what do you want to give up for a guy making $35 million? He doesn't shoot the ball. Give a, with them. Give a guy making, get a guy making 32. Yeah. <laughs> you got to with them. We'll get, you know, who we, I, I don't want him because he keep whatever, but like, I don't want to him to, to Boston, but I would take Kemba Walker for him too, but I don't want him to go into Boston. I would take Kemba for him. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't. I, I, I would go nuts if he was in Boston and just dominated us with Tatum and Tatum. Oh God, Jalen Brown. I'll take Jalen Brown for him. 
But again, I, I, I would like you probably want to stay out of the East. Make it yeah, I wouldn't go out West. My like, best case you, send them to send them to LA. Send them really? to LA. Give me Kuzma and somebody else. You know who I would take John the Schroeder. Eh. All day. All oh, day. That's like, that mm-hmm. loves all day. Love me some Schroeder. I'd rather have a. I'd rather have a cheap. John, we'll do Schroeder and and Markeith Morris. We'll give you a Morris brother in the deal. There you go. We'll give you a Morris brother and Schroeder. <laughs> no one would love that. No one would love that. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I would. Love, I would like the Morris brother, but not as a, in a trade with Ben. We need. You need a little bit of something for something. Um, I don't know, man. Schroeder is consistent. He's fucked in the playoffs. He was not. not he he was not the upgrade from Rondo that they thought they were going to get. Now he I choked. Mean, Rondo's old, but he choked. He didn't play that good, but you know, I, I I can't argue that he didn't play that good. He had a bad playoff run well this year. Last year he played better when they won the championship, but that was last year. You know, say so, well, Jesse's been a trooper because we've had a Sixers talk this whole time, and he's he and he's injected good info when he's when he's had the chance. Absolutely. He's, he's, right now he's messing with the calculator trying to get this uh get these Well he's trying to figure out who, who he's trying to figure out who, who we're gonna get for Ben Simmons. He's looking he's in that crystal ball. List I mean I've, there there is that going on, but he's you know I was hoping, I was, I was hoping we could spend, you know, five seconds talking about the the rapidly developing cheating scandal in baseball. Do it. What's Do wrong it. now? We can't use sunscreen. Well, no. So it's it's not sunscreen. It, that that one um, it's got certain vitamins that, in it, John. That it's one performance enhancer. That one baby bitch from the uh, Devil Rays was the one complaining about that. But so they started looking at what was going on with the spin rate on on fastballs and curveballs and everything. So the the genesis of all this was like three years ago. Trevor Bauer was like. Hey guys to the league, like people are like doctoring balls and, and like, it's kind of fucked up and it's bad for the game. So we should really do something about it. So can, can we do something about it? Doctoring balls now. Foreign substances on the balls. As in what? The pitch. So we'll get to it. So, so they, they ignore Bauer. So he's like, so Bauer's like, Cool, cool. I mean, if you're going to ignore me, I'm just going to work on my own homebrew. So he starts messing with all of these things and testing everything that everybody's doing. And they looked at the spin rate of his changeup, curveball and fastball from when he did it and when other players and other teams did it. So like 2017 was the first year that it really started uh, being an issue. So in from 2016 to to 2018 the the fastball or i'm sorry a curveball gained almost an inch and a half of movement vertical top down and now if you factor in to 2020 you're at over 2 inches of extra vertical drop on a pitch so when guys are throwing, so it, it's gotten to the point where pitchers aren't even throwing fastballs anymore because their curves, their changeups, and their cutters are so devastating that guys can't hit them. 
because before a, a fast a curveball's vertical movement was about five inches. You're at over seven inches of vertical movement now. Is that you, why guys are getting hit at an alarming rate now? Well, so there's that too because now they can grip the ball even better. So they're just absolutely just letting it go. I was just thinking. I was thinking that the other day is like, I don't. Re, I don't remember guys getting hit as much as yeah, guys it, get hit now. The, and I was thinking maybe because the guys are just throwing more heat. You know, it's, more than ever. I mean, you got guys, you know, topping out in the high nineties, low hundreds, like consistently. Um, you know, is it just? Is it not getting hit with the fastball though? They're typically right, getting hit. Right, it's with, like a breaking ball, change up, something like that. Because these guys are trying to put so much extra spin on the ball with this stuff that it so. They're able to put so much because of the stuff that you're putting on the ball. They're able to gain so much extra. Like you're talking 200, 300 extra RPM on a, on a, on a ball out of a pitcher's hand. So like a slider, for example, a slider has picked up almost an inch and a half of horizontal break and almost an inch of vertical break. So like sliders were hard to hit before. They're impossible to hit now, and so the the record for no hitters is seven in a, in a season, in a full season, seven no hitters. We're at six already. You've got like five or six teams that have that have uh, av- batting averages of the entire team in the low two hundreds. Like pitchers have such a dominant advantage now that it's it's impacting the game and. That's baseball, so, baby. Well, so but again, it's yeah, not rosin. It's not, it's not rosin and sunscreen. It's this. It's like they. Some guys use spider tack, and other guys use these other homebrew things that are so sticky that it's stuck on the ball three or four hours later. It's still on the ball, like uh, almost like a glue. And so this year, when they started cracking down in the minors. Uh, baseball prospectus was looking at the average spin rate and ratio of uh, they they basically say it's the ratio of the speed to the uh, rotation of the ball and throughout typically throughout uh, the the from 2017 to 2018 you were in a minus so you had slightly more rotation than speed Brooklyn just took the lead. Well, and then, and so now in 2019, you started seeing a positive trend. In 2021, or in 2020, you had the spin ratio going from a year and a half ago, like minus 0.03 to 0.23. So it's 26 points, a 26 point shift in the other direction. And this year it was staying where it was. It was continuing to go up until they caught that kid on the, uh, the reds and they took his hat. And the very next month, the spin rate has dropped back to where it was in 2018, because now words gotten out to all these pitchers. If you get, if you get caught with something on in your glove or on your hat, you're, you're done. You're out. And, Bill's been the Bill. That's been Bill's spin rate all the way. He was throwing that spin rate in Babe Ruth 
Well, and and like some of these guys two years ago were, <laughs> were average pitchers, and now they're now with this uh, the these doped like this glue basically they're putting on their hands. They get an extra little extra rotation on the on the ball, and they become dominant dominant players. And like they even said, Joe Bauer, when he was shopping his services around, they think now one of the wonders is. The, the contract he got, which was a massive deal from the Dodgers, did that deal include you sharing your secret sauce with all the other pitchers? Because every pitcher in that lineup, they're every one of them, they're fast, they're they're they've gained between two to four hundred extra RPM on all their pitches. The minute he signed that contract, the very next, you know, it was almost he was there and it it happened. And so the even uh, the athletic ran a piece on it, and uh, uh, JT Romuto even had a had a uh, had a quote, and it was like it's it, it was basically like his quote was basically like it's ridiculous at this point. We we don't have a shot at this point. If you're going to let the pitchers do whatever the hell they want, just let guys juice if they want to juice and level the playing field because right now I love that. <laughs> Right now, it's bats and juice for everyone. I, mean, I would love that. It's it's so bad. The game is. I love baseball. It's my first love, and it's unwatchable because the the amount of dominance the pitchers have. It's basically strikeout, weak ground ball to to the offside or a home run, and it sucks. It is. Jesse. Now you understand why we didn't need to spend three hundred million on a right fielder. We should have put all that money into cheating pitchers. No, and and creating creating that secret sauce, man. We should have hired some fucking like young chemists to like, like, yeah, like they were saying formulate shit. The rumor is like some teams have like whole fucking like teams of scientists and chemists trying to cook up stuff. Man, it's fucking so breaking bad. Is it, is it in the hat like this and in the glove? Like that's it's those, in the, yeah. So, John, like Studio Tech was made by one of those like world's strongest men to pick up those uh, 300 kilogram stones. Yeah, yeah. So they did an example. I think they took the stuff and spread it on the guy's hand and he slapped his hand on a cinder block. And held it there for a couple seconds, and he was able to flat palm pick up a cinder block with just the this the the spider. How are you able with something that sticky though? How are you able to like get the amount of like control and spin, and also get it off your hands in time? Like they've said that the the, I mean it's taken a lot of trial and error, but some people are saying is it is the studio attack just part of? the it's, secret sauce. Well, yeah, it's part of it, but it's also like if you just put it on like your fingertips, the yeah. very tips of your fingers, but like people were saying in some games you listen to you you go to a game and you can hear a sound when pitchers are pitching now that you've never used to hear and it's basically the adhesive snapping on the ball when they throw it when they pitch. Huh. It's it's studio attack flex seal <laughs> and WD forty. <laughs> I'm Billy Mays here. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, it, I mean, it's a it's a big deal. Like the league a uh, couple weeks ago cr- started cracking down on the miners, and then they they gr- they nabbed that 
that uh, relief pitcher on the Reds. And it was great because when it happens, like you watch the manager come out and he kind of like looks over in the other dugout, like, are we really going to fucking do this right now, bro? Like, is this really what's going to happen? Because we both know that if we start looking at everybody's, every pitcher's hat and every pitcher's glove, it's going to be in every fucking one of them. Like, what are we doing? This is why the the picture for this episode, Matt, should be a a picture of Charmin soft tissue. Because tissue is how these athletes, they can't lift the weights more or or whatever. They got to find it to work. They got it. They got to be soft about it. They got to find a cheating way out of this. It's crazy. Nobody wants to come to OTAs and I get it. Like shit like that. It's like, it's three days. It's three days, dude. You make a lot of money. Your team wants it. And again, I understand, you know, whatever, but I'm not trying to go down that road with football, but just like, you're right, John. Yeah. Nobody wants to do anything. And it's more money. I'm Aaron Rodgers. I make all this money in the world. We don't draft wide receivers, blah, 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 boop, boop, boop. I was MVP last year. I'm not coming to camp. Yeah. That's just the world they get to live in because they're special. And I got to and I got to go still sell steel in the morning for now until we get picked up by Sirius. Well, it's 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 the drama. It's the drama of sports also now that like we are we are ESPN whores. You're right, John. The drama. If it's not on the breaking news ticker, or Adam Schefter doesn't break the news, or the big breaking news super doesn't come up on screen. It's it's not interesting to us. I got breaking news. Aaron Rodgers has been and always will be a fucking asshole. There it is. Hot take. There it is. He's just a soft asshole now. I mean, that you said it, Bill. Like, it's it's a it's a rabbit hole for that one. But Put like, that on your ticker. Cheating, cheating in baseball, you know, not doing your, not even shooting. Like my argument, it's been with Ben Smith, not even doing your job in basketball, not showing up to work in football. Um, the only the only real athletes are soccer players. Yeah, yeah you're like. I'll tell you, rugby, you're a rugby player. You know, and that guy, day. shout out to that guy from, from fucking Denmark, Erickson, man. Rest, like that guy, Jesus. Thank hey, God. Man. Hockey, he, hockey he, players, he hockey players get no love. Yeah, but you know what? Hockey players, like, oh, uh, well, let, let's get into a fist fight. Like, come on, dude. Just play your game. You get no competitive advantage getting in a fist fight in an in a, in a actual sport other than boxing or MMA. Stupid. Are we going to wrap this episode up with the corner? We need a cigar review. We, got the we need something. Coming. We need. We need. We need something not soft. We and what need happened a, to the intro music? What happened to the intro music? I think we need the board. We need the board. We need the board back. We'll work on that. Hold on, Craigslist. I think. I think Bill's selling it. It's, <laughs> oh, it's on. It's on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> Don't mind the stains on it. What? Now, listen. Wow. Well, take the fucking potato chips and crumbs off the top of the keyboard, please. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go down to Bill's listen. basement, and all the forfeit stickers are just going to be stuck all over the table. <laughs> that, and, and I'm going to sell the board and a copy of Transformers. <laughs> no, you can't. Sorry, can be yours. 
It's all scratched up. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, do, do, we, good, do we have one? Do we have? Do we have one? Give me. I. I could. I could pull one together. Can I? Can I? Can I ask a poll question to the to the group yeah, while Jesse yeah. is doing this? I, I have a question to ask you. You guys. You guys know I'm not. I'm not the most athletic guy in the world, but I. I can. I can hold my own, right? We would agree. Yeah. So, so we have a friend of the pod who actually was the first first guest on the podcast. Oh, Larry, Larry. 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 Yeah. Magic Larry has taken up tennis. Okay, it's been getting yeah. lessons. as he's playing down Florida, this and that. So, we we made a friendly wager when he comes up here next that I'm going to play him in tennis. Now, some of you guys might know, might not know, I played tennis years ago in high school. I haven't touched a racket since junior year of high school. Okay. Do you think I can beat Larry cold Turkey in tennis? How strong is your cardio game? That's what I will say, John, because I play, I've been playing pickleball tennis a little bit again. And I, I wasn't, I didn't play in high school, but I, I enjoy tennis. I took it serious for a little bit and tennis, Jesse nailed it. I can barely make it through a set. Now, granted, I'm in a different situation, probably cardio wise, but like, it, like you're going, like you're like it's it it, it it it's a sudden burst that you'll kind of. And what I warn you on is stretch, because your hammies <laughs> get worked. So I put I what I will say about being a skilled athlete. If you're a skilled athlete, I think it comes back to you. It might take you a couple like sets, you know, like a game or two, maybe. But if you had the skills, there's no reason you shouldn't be able to beat a new a newcomer. And is the whole point of this wager to just go out there and just completely cold turkey? You're not picking up a tennis racket until you I'm actually, play Larry. actually going to bring his other racket, and I'm going to beat him with his other racket. Oh. If, I, if I beat him with the other racket, I'm going to keep the other racket. Can well, I ask a question, though, you. for the poll, too? Can I add it? This is for Jesse as well. Can we... Same day before a tennis match, have you raced Jesse on the bike? <laughs> I mean, I mean, that might be a nice warm up. I mean, I've gotten really fast on my bike, so sure, let's do that, John. Jesse <laughs> has to ride backwards in the race. When is this yeah. tennis match happening? Whenever Larry can make it up here. Yeah. So what happens? He was, if supposed, he- to come up, he was supposed to come up this week, but. Plants fell through, so it might be the following week. So, so what happens if he beats you? Well, that's not going to happen. But I was just, you know, getting your getting your take but on no, that. No, 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 no. We need to see the full scope of if you win. You I was willing to Facebook Live it as well for the podcast. Just you know, but again, that'd be awesome. If you win, you get to take his tennis racket. He with, he has the knowledge that not only did you best him, you take his racket. Yeah. So if he bests you, what do you have to give up? He can name the price. I'll let Better, him, oh, I'll so let it hasn't him. been agreed upon yet. That hasn't been agreed upon. But I just told him that I'm going to beat him, and he'd be lucky if it's not. It'd probably be in straight sets. Wow. I mean, the one thing that you definitely have on him is size. So, I mean, you're going to be able to cover a lot more ground than him and get a lot more heat on the ball with every with every hit. So... 
And as long as I don't show up drunk or with the Dennis Robin jersey on, man, I should be good. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's no brick walls to punch through, right? I mean, yeah. Don't wear your only don't wear your Draymond Green jersey. I like right. Don't wear your Draymond Green jersey. I don't know, man. Maybe 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 show up with a little buzz on you. Get some swing oil. You know what I mean? A little swing oil. A little, a little swing oil on his arms. You know. <laughs> So that we'll, we'll let everyone know how it works out, but uh, I just wanted to right. take the poll. I mean, obviously, I think Jesse's in my corner here. Yeah, absolutely. Right, I'm good. Team John on this one. All right. If anybody here is Team Larry, <laughs> <I'm fucked. laughs> no, I mean, I um, I think if 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 you if you were if you had enough skill to play at a high school level, you know, on a team, um, I think you could. You could add, you could, you, yeah, it's like riding a bike, right? Yep. Well, well I'm also still come back. No, I think it's a good, it, though, that's, that's what I said earlier. It's like, it might take you a game or two to kind of yeah. like feel, like feel your swing out a little bit, I would imagine. But once you kind of feel like, okay, this is how I want to go with my backhand. Am I going to do a two-handed backhand? Do I want to do it like what, what you feel comfortable with? You might be down two games to none. And then where I would think you have an advantage heavily is I would think you have a bomb of a serve with your height. Serve, yeah. Like, I mean, like you're like a, you know, you know. Don't give away yeah. all the secrets, Bill. Don't give away all the secrets. He's probably listening. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I would say, listening. you know, you better hope for a lot of second serves, Larry, because I think John's got a bomb of a serve if he can control it. <laughs> well, so of course he is. I mean, we're we're, we're heard around the, around the globe, usually in certain regions. But uh, I think John just hung up because he wants to go play tennis right now. He's going yeah, to find the so, with the unlike unlike Ben Simmons, uh, John is going to John, John hang up crafts. off the podcast. He's going to go find the nearest lit court, and he's going to work on his serve all night. Is he going to put it in the work? We I've been smoking a lot of um, Fuente short stories and Hemingways lately, which are very short little cigars um, for like. They're great for like if you want to try to get a smoke in before a storm comes after work or you don't have a ton of time. They're 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 great little like forty five minute smokes. But it's like smoke in your office before your wife finds it's 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 short enough so your wife won't even find out and you're just oh, I wish. sneak one right right uh, in your office. I told so, you no smoking in the house. <laughs> so but so the review we're gonna do is a it's a Espinosa slash Pravada Thai tea. Ooh, there you go. I got a couple of these guys. I've I've smoked two of them now, and every time I forget how strong they are and end up on my ass. Oh boy. Um it's it's a medium to, to full strength cigar that hits hits above above its weight. Um, and the, the, you know, sometimes you'll smoke stronger cigars and you know, like the, the flavors are, you know, just overpowering and everything about the, this, this cigar sneaks up on you. And, um, it's a medium colored, um, Habano wrapper. So it's, you know, about, about the color of typically like an Olova or something, you know, along that, along those lines. Um, and most of the most of the tobaccos from Nicaragua, um, the first third 
was cocoa, a little bit of cocoa, a little bit of wood, and then um, like a black tea with some pepper. And then it developed the pepper. The pepper. Oh, and you got that pepper, pepper, man. You gotta have the pepper. Gotta have the, that pepper in there. Pepper dense. <laughs> pepper. If you don't have the pepper, if you don't have pepper, you're not making it on a cigar nope. corner, right? That's what I'm saying. And then I, it transitions. Yes, one thing though, what does wood taste like? It's so it's not it's so much wood, like the man. flavor. It, so like sometimes you'll you'll it's like leather or wood. So it's when you're exhaling, it's it can be like the mouthfeel or the the aromas or the flavors. So like when you say leather, it's like when you used to when you used to be young and you would like be playing baseball and you would like draw the um the the ties on your glove. Like it's it's that it's those sorts of of things like for certain flavors like leather yeah you're not going to eat leather but so it, it's, it's yeah jesse yeah, yeah we get what you're saying this is a good aroma um whereas other things like the uh the cocoa and teas and peppers like there those are easier flavors to pick up on um and then it changed to go more like a chocolate and a little bit of like peanut butter in the the second and the second third and the final third and it just got more complex as the as the cigar went on. And I, when I was done it, like I stood up and I'm like, oh, oh, hello. And now, granted, it was after. <laughs> yeah, I mean, granted, it was after like a it was like a, after a, um, a 20 ounce half, from, a, half, like a, half a bottle like, of bourbon. And well, I had I had something to drink and it was like 32. I did 32 miles on the bike. So it's like. I was I was spent, but um, it's a fantastic cigar, and I'm kind of bummed that I'm not going to be able to get my hands on any more of them. But probably the best thing I've ever smoked was another Pravada. It was the uh, the Barbecue Pig, and um, that that was a um, pig's a a, a a a nickname for a size or shape. Got it. It is. It was the fattest cigar that I've ever smoked in my life, um, and like you'd look at it, and I mean, it was only maybe five inches long, but it was like fatter than your like huge, um, and it was like a almost like a cone tapered type thing. the The center of it was over sixty for like the ring gauge when you guys like to you know make your dick jokes. It's uh. It was well over 60. So, like, if I had to cut it in the middle, I wouldn't have even had a cutter that would have been able to saw through this this damn thing. That's a monster. It took two over two hours to smoke. It was the best cigar I've ever had. Wood. Did it, did it taste you- like wood? It was it was fantastic. And like I only got I was only able to get four of them. So like I've got three left and it's just like. I don't want to smoke any more of them because it's like when I have another one, then it's I'm only going to have two. It It's like that. It's like that bottle of. Um, and then after that, you're only going to have one. Well, yeah. And it's like the bottle of it, it's like the bottle of Larry Fitz that I've got like Larry got, Fitz with fingers. I've got like half a bottle of old Fitz left. If I have much more of it, I don't have very much bourbon left of of a of a bourbon that I'll never be able to replace. Do you 
always take the cigar down completely. You don't like do some and then smoke some the next day or whatever. Yeah, like typically with really good cigars, um, after they go out, they kind of foul the end of the cigar and will draw a lot of like noxious residue back into the, into the tobacco and it ruins the flavor. So what you can do sometimes is if you want to go back to it like a little while later, if you take a cutter and you basically let the thing get close and then cut it off past the burn line, you can sometimes smoke the rest of it later, but it's never going to, it's never going to be as good as, as what it was. So like, that's why I've started picking up some of those Fuente short stories and other smaller cigars for times that I only have, you know, half hour to fit a smoke in or, or, you know, an hour. And if you don't finish one of them, they're only like seven or eight bucks. So it's not a big deal where, you know, some of my other cigars are 10, 12, 14, $15. And some of them I can't replace if I have to, if I have to, you know, bail. So yeah, there's the, but the, some of that stuff that I've been getting into lately from Pravada has just been absolutely just next level. Really good. So can't say enough. There you have it. Locally. Dynamite way to, to, to end this, this episode. Go, uh, Go get yourself a smoke and stop being such a, a soft baby bitch. Right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I mean, I hate to 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 say the name because then it's you know more people go there. But the um, the cigar shop, I think it's Heritage behind. Um, You've said it in the last ten cigar corners. We know yeah. we know where Heritage is by yeah, now. Like, Wait, which one? The which is it in Pittman? You said. No, no, it's, it's Apple Store it's in Marlton. Oh, uh, I know where that's at. It, yeah, it's next to like a little daycare center. Um, they've got some of the Pravada stuff still in, and it they're, they're just fantastic. Sick. Shout out to Heritage. I'll yeah. tell you what, you know, I would like Jesse, I'd like you to go and see their selection is the Mart. And their tobacco and their cigar shop. They got a nice, they have like a whole like big row cornered off in like in glasses and shit like in glass like aisles of cigars i mean i would go i used to go there to, to prep for cigars to get some some macanudos absolutely we have to do the mark challenge soon now that we're out of this nightmare hellscape we do i was there a we few do. weeks ago gave me some clams i was there a few weeks ago <laughs> and nunchucks Trucks, Chinese throwing Chinese stars. stars, and probably katana blade. I mean, a, knock, a knockoff Eagles jersey, absolutely, and Some a generator thing. that may have fell off a truck or been stolen. Yeah, we don't have to worry that those questions are. It doesn't matter. It, it's now in our lives at a reasonable price. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I see in my future. Um, Selling some guitars at the Berlin Mart that I've, I've oh, right. just the top quality, top quality. <laughs> I give it thirty bucks and you got to deliver them. I'm gonna walk by the. Uh, I'm gonna walk by the uh, the uh, the trading post there and be like, I, you know, I had a guitar just like. Wait a minute, <laughs> Donald Donald carved MM in the back. It looks like my aunt. You know, I had a tear in the leather, like right in the same spot. Wait a second. It's like a forfeit sticker. Right on. 
obviously they're fans of the pod. That goes without saying. It's clearly it's absolutely probably, probably been in Europe. Matt, nobody played that battle axe of yours. Absolutely. They'd look at the nope. SG and be like, I can't even fuck with this thing. No. Nah, that thing that thing could if that if that guitar could talk, it would have a few stories to tell. That's for that's for sure. That's for show. Oh man. Well, this about does it. Big John Stud. You gotta find a tennis court now. You gotta start practicing your backswing. Absolutely. We, we won't hold you up. We won't hold you up any longer. Bill no. Bill. I hope I, I hope tomorrow brings you much joy and you're not so angry anymore. And we'll say Jesse. Keep keep putting that wood in your mouth. I'm metal Matt. <laughs> Till next time, kids. Be good. Ten nine eight. Ten nine eight.